All right. What's up, you guys? Want to welcome you all to what's coming out of your mouth, Curvy Confessions. Let me go ahead and put a disclaimer out. Make sure you put your kids to bed because this is really some grown folks talk. So uh, <clears throat> if you got your children running around, you probably want to leave out the room, tell them to go to bed. And we want you all to join in the conversation. Don't be scared. All right. So I have these lovely ladies. Oh, let me, sorry. Let me go back. I am your host, Altonia Lachey. I think I got a little excited. I have some of these lovely ladies on here. So um, if you all want to introduce yourself, I'm Andrea. Oh, go ahead. I'm Andrea. Um, I'm Danielle. Hi, you guys. Victoria here. Miss Brittany. Hi, I'm Brittany. Okay, Brittany. I'm sure y'all seeing familiar face with Miss Brittany. She keeps coming on the show, so we want to appreciate her <laughs> continued support. So, and we have some of our guests. They're so beautiful, but they're just going to um, be audio only tonight. So um, if you hear a voice and you don't see a face, just FYI on that. So all right, y'all ready to jump right in? Let's go. Yes, okay. So the question that sparked this podcast, well, this episode, uh, was does size matter? So ladies, y'all talk to me. Does size matter? Um, not necessarily. I think that it's all in the stroke and the motion of that particular man. Okay. I agree with April. All about the stroke game. Yeah, because I don't need, like, I'm good with, like, good six, seven inches. Anything above that is like, you're not about to kill me, sir. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, so everybody can, in agreement with that? I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we talk to me. It, it doesn't matter. You don't think it matters? It, this is the speaking. It doesn't matter. And I'll get into why once, you know. Yeah, because I'm curious. <laughs> I think it matters. You think it matters? Yes. Okay. Well, what about you, Miss Danny? It's it all about how you do it. Like, you can have the perfect size and be the wrong one. Like, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter, but it does matter. So I'm kind of yeah. on the line with that one. Like, you got to know what you're doing from start to finish. Well, let me ask y'all this then. So since some say the size matter and one person says it don't, uh, <laughs> do, y'all think, do y'all think that this is something that isn't a personal preference? Is, is it something that we're taught that bigger is better? What do, what do y'all think? Is it a personal person preference or something that we just hear, you know, you want a man that's hung or a man that, you know what I'm saying? Got this I, I feel I felt, I feel that it's taught or, you know, it's just like a, a common misconception. Mm-hmm. So once you actually know, you know, you know, you're educated in it and you know your body, then you'll understand why I say that it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. And the... And the big thing is, like, we get a lot of our conceptions about what's the perfect size and all that kind of stuff from porn, which is a totally different reality than it is the real world. Or from me, period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, at the end of the day, if you don't know how to work it, it's not good anyway. It's not worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think um, a lot of times it's like, 
you know how we have like our max and minimum um with certain yeah. items. I think that um a penis size is the same way like for me preferably like I say that size does not matter, but I do have like a minimal size, like what I can start with, and then my max size is like what I cannot take. You know, yeah. I think that's for a lot of women as well. But just like um, Danny stated, that we get a lot of our misconceptions based on form because we see how their length are and how they are working <laughs> on their yeah. video. So we expect that you know have the same expectation in reality, where you know it just. We have to be realistic, especially with your sexual partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, since I'm the person who says size does matter, um, come on with the controversy, sister. <laughs> because when you are a plus size woman, since it is curvy confession, mm-hmm. when you are a plus size woman, yeah. you got more body. And if he don't have the size, it's certain positions he can't even do. And if mm-hmm. that's something that you can't, you know, climax to size does matter sometimes. Yeah, that's a, I like you that perspective. You can't my role. Yeah. problem. Yeah. But what about the men that will say that, um, you know, I think a lot of curvier women, they, they main go-to uh, position is from the back, in front of the back. So, you know, regardless of his length, well, for the most part, then he should be able to do what he got to do from the back. What you think about that? No, because everybody can't reach. If you got a big butt, everybody yeah. can't reach past your butt, it's not possible. But that's right. the reason why and I think that's a minimum and a maximum size for every woman. Right. 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 Yeah, it, it's definitely situational, I would say for sure. You know. Absolutely. I think I think we're groomed to have an idea that a man has to be a certain size or, you know, yeah. or him, you know. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I mean, even though it's, it's like an unspoken thing amongst women, like he has to be a certain size mm. or, um, in order to please a woman, when that's yeah. when some of you all are saying that's absolutely not true. So, um, do you think a lot of women who saying that um, size does matter can they really handle it, or do are they, they just going off this misconception that size matter? Then they get I the man and then they can't handle what they ask for. I, I think, think it depends on that woman. Can you repeat that? And women really handle what they desire. So they saying the women that say size matter, and then they get this man that got ten inches. Mm-mm. Right. Well, since I'm the size matters person, I will. I don't say think that. a lot of people are realistic oh. with themselves. There is a way to be able to um, tolerate or handle it, but. A lot of people don't, I, you know, um, they all come in different shapes and sizes anyway. So it's like, mm-hmm. you really don't. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I think a lot of women are not really idealistic in that fact. And um, yeah. yeah. And I think but a lot of women, um, the, based, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to piggyback off what um, Andrea said. At the same time, you got to know your positions as well. Like you can, you can be ten inches and it feels amazing in certain positions, and then other positions is knocking your heart out. Like you know, you have to know your positions. So you know, it 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 could be where it is unrealistic, but at the same time, if you're smart about your body and you're smart about your partner's body, Mm -hmm. it'll still be good at the end of the night. Mm, Right. And Danny, I think that that. That plays a lot into um, 
listening to each other's body. Yeah. Like, even if you're not verbally, you know, expressing it in the moment, you just have to yeah. listen to each other. Um, and that's where that um, those two scenarios you just gave, that's how that can either be a conflict um, or not, if the person is not actually paying attention or listening to you then. Yeah. yeah. So you think if you outside, so either way, you just got to be able to communicate with your partner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's all yeah. about communication. But what about the men that don't want to listen? Like you know, men. Some men feel like <clears throat> you should you never know. have that conversation. <laughs> the moment, <laughs> first of all, you know, I always tell y'all that in the group. Like, don't ever have that conversation in the moment. Right. 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 Yeah, A lot definitely. of times, I think, I think people. Well. I'm just gonna say people's biggest problem is they don't really express their likes and dislikes and do's and don't. You just kinda go with the flow. But then like, you, that's just because we're not taught to we're not taught to really we're not taught to talk about it. sexually. You know what I'm saying? So right. sometimes you may not even know what you want and what you like. Right. But you know, Very true. A lot of it is taboo for women to be so sexually free. Like, girl, you stealing my questions already, so come on. Not bad. I mean, it's like, it's it not, it, for some odd reason, society has made it, and especially being a black woman, we're not supposed to know what a black woman, and also a plus-size woman. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not supposed to know what we like. We're supposed to just accept whatever we Whatever we get, yep. And then that's it's like, we. no, we don't want trash penis. Like, that's just it at the end of the day. We don't want it. Like, if you want our lovely goodness, then we deserve some decent penis. And yeah. it goes to all about knowing what you want the way in your I body and, and communicating that with your person as well. Right. You know, sex is always looked at as, um, you know, just for a man. It was, they mm-hmm. never wanted women to enjoy it. So women never talked about it. Like, I'm pretty sure your, um, the elders in your family never discussed sex with you. Right, absolutely. Which is why I feel like this was very important to have a show such as this because, you know, you grow into a woman and then Mm -hmm. you begin to experience sexual intimacy, but you really don't know going in. And so one of my questions is going to be is that do we... um, do we learn from our partner? You know, do you think a man would like a woman to come in experience? Or do we, are we willing to learn from our partner and with our partner as we go? Let me tell you firsthand. <laughs> Let me tell you firsthand, honey, because I'm coming as a woman that's recently separated and about to be divorced. Okay. Men don't want to know that you know how to have sex. Okay. But they do not want you to come in with more experience that they did not teach you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah because they, they feel like what they mean you came in with more experience than what they taught you. Then it's a it's an ego trip. Like, oh my god, yeah. how she know my this? girl a hoe? How many people she yes. oh, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to know. Okay, I'm late. I'm I'm good. Let me just <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, but you're so right. And, and think about it. You want to think about like some of us, like my myself. I was a little chubby growing up. And mm-hmm. so they thought when you were chubbier, you were faster. And yeah. so it was like all they didn't want to deal with you. They didn't, you, you know, your elders and your people didn't want to talk to you about sex because one, you probably already have it because you got hips and you got ass and you I got, got yeah. all this yeah. stuff yeah. already there. 
you know, and then when you finally decided to start having sex and it's kind of like, you could be some like a quick learner or you read or you research and it's like, oh, well then you a hoe because you know more than I do. Oh, because you know what you want. So I don't want to deal with you. Like, mm-hmm. what, are, what are we supposed to just be ignorant? They want a hoe, but they don't want the hoe to settle down. With yeah. yeah. <laughs> like sex for a woman is just a double standard. It's just a double standard. Like, it's just like, Okay, for me, like growing up, all my friends around me were already having sex versus like in my clique that I had. So I was the last one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I grew up with my grandparents. You know how old people are. Like, you just don't speak about that. It just don't hurt mm-hmm. us. Like, if I was to ask my grandma about it, just like, oh, just don't do it. You know, like, you can't tell me why. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are the pros? What are the cons? Like, what are the good and the bad with it? It was just, you just you just can't do that. And so me being impressionable at that age, is like, I'm learning from my friends. Right. And when, that's you know, when, when we're all kids ourselves, so I'm learning from other kids because one mm-hmm. thing I think parents fail to realize is that regardless of how much you try to hide it, they're going to learn it from They're going to learn it, right. But why do y'all think that parents don't talk to us? Like, I haven't met a woman that I can just think of off the top of my head that their mom set them down and told them do's and don'ts other than people edge clothes, don't do it. You know, are, ask them maybe are they doing it already so they get on birth control. But why do we, why do parents, do they feel like if they tell us about sex that we can start having sex? Or what do y'all think? Right. I think it's just for them growing up, I think it was just unheard of. Like their parents right. didn't do it for them. So why should I do it for you? And it's the fact that they kept that mindset and it's been going on for generations after generation. It's just that, you know, at this point, that's why we have, I feel like, why we have so many teenage pregnancies or, yeah. you know, so many STDs going on because our kids are But then think about it is like, at the same time, it's kind of like what you said. They don't want us, they feel like if we talked about it, we're going to try it just to prove our parents wrong. Now, that is that teenage rebellion. And mm-hmm. I do have a 12-year-old and I get it now. I feel like God has punished me for my 12-year-old because she acts <laughs> like that. But then, like, my mom and them get so upset with me because I, 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 I t- I'm I, a real mom. I tell her. Like, I told her about her body. I told her about her menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. I tell her things. And I'm real with her because at the end of the day, it wasn't done with me. Right. Like, I didn't learn about my body from my mom. I was in mm-hmm. the library. That's how I learned how to put a tampon in. That's how I learned to put a pad on. What's from the library? Right. You know, or watch the video from school. And so we have to break that whole generational thing and thinking that, well, if she tries it, at least I know what I've done as a parent is taught her how to use a male condom, a female condom, how to use food, and how she can come to me if something happens. Right, yeah. right. And I hate so I'd rather for that to happen then she runs herself over to some kind of clinic or does something homemade that ends up hurting her even more. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, I think yeah. just like how in the black community, I think we was talking to my grandma about it, we're like, black people don't even want to talk about wheels. If you talk about wheels, they automatically think you're about to die. Like, right. that's for, <laughs> it's like preventative measures. Like, yeah. to, to teach, you know, ahead of time. Like you said, Danny, just so you can say, okay, even if you get pregnant, I know we did the necessary steps right. so that you have gotten to here. So if you did all the necessary steps and you got pregnant, then guess what? Now we got to handle that from here of what we're going to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate the fact that, you know, sex is such a natural thing. Like, it's just our bodies. Just, 
it's it's such a natural thing like we can't help but to do it but to feel it because we're made of flesh and so at yeah. some point in time we're going to want to feed that flesh and you know sex is a part of it and i don't know why um our parents just looked at it as a taboo like it's a natural thing and as a woman we should not be ashamed of that whether you whether whatever your preference is with sex, what you don't like to do, BDSM, whatever the case may be, like, okay, own it. Own it in your truth because, like I said, sex is such a natural thing. Mm-hmm. And it can be a beautiful thing, too, if you're with the right person. Mm-hmm. And I think my issue is that, like, a lot of people, sex is taboo outside of marriage. But then people want to get into marriages and control how sex is. And yeah. you don't have a right to judge what's done in the in the bedroom when it comes to marriage. Like, um, but sex shouldn't be taboo in the first place because we're gonna have it anyway. They had right. the Bible, we're gonna have it anyway. Gonna go into the marriage yeah. with some you know how. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I guess you can say that, but then you know you shouldn't have sex prior to marriage, but yeah, but I mean, it's gonna be whatever you believe because right. you know, I was the type of person that you gotta test drive before you get in the saddle. Thank you. Thank you. Know, you. I'm, I can't I'm, be sorry. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be in a marriage where I'm sexually unsatisfied and I have to deal with that stress or I have to deal with the stress of hiding or trying to have an affair just to be sexually happy and I'm not. Like, well, do, well, What do you think people doing that answers me since you brought that up? Like, What do you all think about teaching your partner how to please you? That partner well, that has should, to be That really should be a one learn. number one. Like, that should be a planned date night you to be honest. You know? Well, I would say coming from a man's perspective, um, I see why you should not have sex before marriage. I, I was able to see that, like the the reasoning behind it, because you go into marriage with all these, like you said, Danny earlier, you already seen porn, and then you going into it with um, previous partners. Um, yeah. I even had to get called out by my friends that told me, "Hey, whatever your old dudes used to do that you like so much, you need to take that to your marriage. Like, it, you can't have time for an affair." So mm-hmm. you come into the marriage with these already preconceived notions of what sex should be like. And then when your partner doesn't match up, like sex could be satisfactory, but it ain't exceptional. Yeah, yeah because you have something to compare it to. Right. So now you're comparing it like, mm, yeah. you know? And so that, that's when it becomes a problem. But like you said, Danny, that needs to be a time because when you're married, now you're at a point where this is something that y'all gonna have to do on a regular basis versus, versus like, if you I have a hook club, hook friends with benefits, where yeah. y'all might go maybe once or twice a week. Of course, that person probably know your likes and dislikes, but does it really matter? Cause y'all not long-term, but if you were married, mm-hmm. then long-term satisfaction has to come from consistently discussing these things. Right. Um, no judgment zones. Like you said, playing date nights. A lot of people don't understand that intimacy in the bedroom for women comes from outside of the bedroom. Right. A lot of actually don't happen in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So. I see, I see both ways, and now yeah. I'm back in the street, so I see y'all ways too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's what I can see too because I just been with my husband, right? Yeah. So I can't say, oh, if he doing something so good, I know that I feel pleased by it. You know what I'm saying? But I can't say, oh, well, he doing so good or he not doing so good because what am I measuring it up against? You know what I'm right. saying? So. 
from that aspect, I appreciate that because I don't have to measure. I don't have anything to measure. Him girl, I praise so, God for girl. Go that's ahead. a you know what I'm saying. That's one factor that we won't have to worry about. But on the other <laughs> thing, it's like okay, making sure that you know you implement new things because this is your one partner. You know, yeah. So I mean, because think about it is, is like I'm married as well and I'm kind of those weird ones because the only ex I've had has been my child's father and that was a long term and then I met my husband and we've been long term 11 years now and the biggest thing is gonna have to be those random date nights where you're like hey what makes you jump in the bedroom yeah. and that's that's and 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 it's just sit down and talking it might be just being silly and going to Spencer's and buying one of those little sex games where you have mm-hmm. dice just roll and like, you know, this is no inhibitions, no judgment zone. Like Andrea said, you know, this is just us having fun, doing whatever fate decides. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's kind of, it goes into the BDSM thing, having a hard code word where it's just a hard stop and mm-hmm. your limits and boundaries. And so that way you can take the time to really learn each other. And then you introduce right. fun elements and you didn't even know that was fun. So what about, so here's the problem with that though. How do you get to a point to where you can even have those conversations? Because you have some men who are not willing to even have those conversations. Well, I mean, that, like it's like you said, Andre, it starts outside the bedroom. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to talk about it. It's gonna I have to be easily and maybe just you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe a little fun moment or something you see on TV and just say, babe, what you think about that? You know, just to get that perspective and then you yeah. know how far to go with it. Yeah. Brittany, what you about to well. But in that same talking like your partner has to be willing to learn, like or go outside of their their norm. Like, you know, like I always tell somebody, never say what you don't like or won't try. Like get at least give it that one try because you never know. They may be something that you entirely yeah. love. Like you like, oh my God, why haven't I been done? You know, you have to be willing to give at least everything a good old college look. try. <laughs> just one good try, baby. You just never know it may change your life. Now, as a disclaimer, I do not believe that this should be done with the the person that you know is up at two three o'clock in the morning type of situation. This is the person that you are trying, maybe not marry or try to get engaged to, but you're at least trying to get to know that person and try to take y'all's relationship to a different level. I don't think this should be yeah. like a hit or quit type of situation because my mm-hmm. hit or quit, he ain't, you know, he coming in, he leaving out. But right. the other one, you know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. gonna stay, he wants to know my body. He wants to know how I think. Mm-hmm. And if he don't, he gonna step. Yeah, and I know a lot of things like I wanna, I'm not married, I'm probably nowhere near you married, but a lot of things <laughs> I would, I would, I, I'm trying to wait on trying because it's something I would like to experience with my husband. I want this to possibly be something that we both are experiencing. Um, like, you know, trying to get the, test the waters and get a feel of like, this is how I feel about this. Some things I just won't do. Like, you know how some people be like, oh, well, that's girlfriend material. Like, that's wifey material. Like, certain things technically are wifey material because I'm not going to give you my 10, my all, if you're just going to be a temporary person in my life. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you my soul. And you I don't want to do that. Girl, me too, honey. Even if married, like, I think even in your marriage that you should... This is my per- opinion. You should implement certain things at certain levels. Like the first year you married to him, you don't bring out all the stops in. Five years in, you start bringing out something else. 
couple more years, bring out something else. Because yes, marriage is forever, but you don't want to get played out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. else are we going to do? We do everything in year one and year two. Like, what are we going to do down the road? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're planning for forever, like, don't just turn all the tricks. <laughs> but what you said, though, it, as you go, as you go um, more into the marriage, you start growing and having different life experiences on your own. Yeah. So, like, when I first got married, my husband was more into, like, rough sex. And I was like, uh-uh. Right. <laughs> I was for six months, y'all. And I'm like, what is this BDSM? What, what's this? Right. But so, but life experiences come up, you know, and then you start to grow into your sexuality. You go into your sexuality more, you know, as you get older anyway. That's so I don't, I, but very I agree, true. just don't want to get played out. Yeah. I definitely That's very true. Because a lot of people when I was younger, I would not have tried whatsoever. It was nope, nope, nope. Don't even ask me, but now it's like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I'll give it a try. But it's also going to back like how the woman's body is as well, and it's not just longevity and marriage. It's about your age too. It's kind of like what, yeah. uh, what April said. It's like you know, your teen years. If you were having sex, you were wild. You did anything and everything. Your twenties. Yeah, it was kind of your whole phase. Like everybody kind of had a whole phase, and then you get to your thirties, and you're gonna slow up a little bit because you know your body, you know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know you're gonna get how you get it, and if they can't provide, get out. You know, nope. and it, it goes on how you get get out there. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't know because I, I'm I'm about to be 25 this year, so like my early twenties, I did not care to have sex that much and I know it's crazy but I did not but now it's like I need it I gotta have it I want it like that's just how I am now and so I don't know if like maybe you're just not coming into yourself and realizing your your sexual cravings you know maybe Maybe you wasn't wasn't as sure of yourself early on so you didn't want to do it if you weren't sure of what you you was going to be putting into it Possibly, because I know, like, um, I don't know who told me that, but somebody made a statement that um, as a woman gets older, so does, you know, her sex drive gets better, you know? And yeah. so, honestly, I'm not that far off in my age, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, out of nowhere, it's just like my body, like a whole 360. Mm-hmm. But then, like, some. Something I've kind of realized too, and I know I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say, like I started having sex when I was 15. Um, you realize as you get older that what you did back then was nothing compared to what you're gonna do now. Right. Like nothing compared. Like you don't even remember what you felt then if you felt anything. Right. Well, you know, yeah. you were just you were just doing it because everybody else was doing it. But now when you're more conscientious of your body and how you want to feel and how you should feel and how you should just be in, you know, sexual euphoria, that's what you're craving. That's what you want. And I think it's natural, but everything is so taboo. We're just supposed to accept it how it is. And that's just not, accept- well, to me, that's not acceptable. hmm And so. especially when you plus size. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to settle. Just because you're big, you have to settle. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't even be the case. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not the case. You know, this is something that somebody told me a long time ago that um although people perceive a big woman or plus size or however you want to term it as um very sexually promiscuous, 
but most of the time you will see a plus size woman more so like to get married and settle down with somebody because in actuality she probably has not had as many partners you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. she is more willing to be in a settle down um relationship and be all that to that partner so i think it's just it's just the individual that you um interact with and how they perceive it yeah. But I, mean, I think also plus size is perceived as like we're the homemakers. We're the yeah. ones that keep the <laughs> home steady. And right. I mean, it goes back to way back in the day, you know, the plus size women made sure everybody fed, everybody right. was clothed, everybody was clean, everybody was happy. Mm-hmm. And so that conceived notion, like, oh, they're going to get, you know, the quote unquote skinny girls to have fun with, but they're going to go hold the plus size woman yeah. and we deserve a lot better than that. Absolutely. And, I'm glad you, you know, put that we, out there. We, we have to start teaching our plus size sisters that you are worth more than just the coming home to. Yeah. Like you, you know, if you can go out, I'm going to go out too. But if you don't want me to go out, then you can't go out. That's right. You know, That's I could right. do more than just take, take care of the home. I can take care of the bedroom too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, sister. So let me ask y'all this then. So we brought up porn. Do you think porn is a good teacher from the woman's perspective or is it misleading? Mm, it depends but, on what you watch. You, yeah, yeah. you have to be very realistic about what you can do with your body. Like, yeah, certain positions I know I possibly cannot get myself into this because of my size. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I won't try it, but I know I probably won't be successful, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You want to be able to walk and do whatever you got to do the next day. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. I don't want to yeah. be able to walk the next day. I'm not trying to walk. You don't want to walk the next day? You don't want to walk. <laughs> She's gonna call me the next day. Right. But I think, I think like a certain like BBW and the SBBW and all those kind of categories, it shows that we can have a good time. Right. That you know we're we're deserving of good sex as well. Now, I mean, if you watch, just it depends. It all depends on what you watch. It yeah. all depends on what you watch. Well, like you if really, a younger person, like you just starting out in your sex game. Yeah. No. Do you think it's more misleading or is more absolutely? I mean, especially, and I don't know how old everybody besides April. She said when she was twenty and I'm thirty, you know. But a lot when I was younger was Skinamax, and that's what we watched was Cinemax. We called it Skinamax. Yeah, soft porn, and it was like, oh, okay, that's what sex is. And then -hmm. when you finally realize there's other websites out there that show a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah, it can be very misleading. It can be overwhelming. It gets to the point where, you know, I don't want to do anything else anymore. And it makes you think that, oh, every sex is going to be so mind-blowing and you're going to be doing all these theatrics when that is yeah. not the case. The one thing um, I really hate about porn is, like, when you're watching it, there's always that big finish or that big finale at right. the end where you just, like, mind-blown. And I think, um, especially, like, for our younger audience, like, I, I, I guess they think that's supposed to happen every time when sometimes, you know, you just have to take the good with the bad when you're when you are having sex because you won't be satisfied all the time. It just you just take that chance, but that's what it when it, what it is when you're having sex and mm-hmm. you meet new people and you're learning people that you just have to take sometimes you just have to take the L and mm-hmm. it's so sad, but we've all been there. I mean, I say it's misleading because um Danny brought up the the BBW and the SBBW porn, a lot of that is about fetishes about business. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not necessarily 
I love big women because that's what I'm attracted to. A lot of it's like, oh, I want to take a big girl down because I heard. Because she's right. floppy. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's extremely misleading in that aspect mm. that we're only something to fetishize. Mm. Yeah. Yes, that's a great point. And I was thinking that as well. I think it's also misleading to the point that back to the whole size thing, most of the time when you see yeah. BBW, SBBW, they all huge. They're big. Mm-hmm. And in real life, you ain't you may not get that super, super big dude that is able to flip you upside down and do it over here and put one leg up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if that's my expectation, exactly that I, I can't be expecting that but yet porn is misleading and it's going to teach you that so you can't look at that all the time mm-hmm. i can agree with that well what are some things that you all wish that you were taught did anybody take sex ed- sex education class yeah. I was easy, but it wasn't worth nothing we literally i didn't necessarily take a, a class i was not, not like in high school or anything but i was a um a rep for pure romance and so mm-hmm. it, um, um, a set of education courses and videos and trainings that we had to do um, let me cut my light off <laughs> so y'all can see me um, that we had to do to sell the products right so um, yeah we had to become and then along with that just doing um, your own outside research mm-hmm. so so, so with that, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of uh, women, we go to the old shows and that's what we really learn a lot about the female anatomy sometimes, you know, because they telling us how to use these toys in our body and so telling us how about it when we act these toys. But what are some mm-hmm. things that you all wish that you had known like before really getting into your becoming sexually active and starting? Well, the one thing was, I wish, um, I went to school here in Mississippi, well, I don't know if everybody's in Mississippi, but down south in Mississippi, and in high school, it was like, don't have sex, you will die, you know, type of thing. And, <laughs> right. and when I went to college, uh, my other, you know, black girlfriend and I, she was skinny, but I was plus size. We created a group called Pure Health Educators, and we taught the realness of sex. And then we would go to, like, the black Greeks, and we would teach, like, hey, this is a vagina. This is what it looks like. You know, this is a female condom. This is how you twist and put it in there. So a lot of the times, I just wish I knew how to work the basic safe things mm. of not always trusting the man to wear a condom and then come to find out, you know, some of them poke holes in it. And mm-hmm. also making sure the legality with some of that stuff. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't, well, it depends on your state. Like here in Mississippi, so if a guy knowingly has an STI or STD and has sex with you unprotected, you can charge him with assault with a deadly weapon. Hmm, you know, know a it. lot of people don't know the legalities behind, you know, ill movements when it comes to sex. Hmm. And so that was a lot of things that I really want to try to get out to our young men and women, mm-hmm. um, and especially our plus size girls who are just made to feel like they just have to accept it you don't have to accept it mm-hmm. you know you have to learn the safety behind it as well learn how to put on a male condom you can make it sexy we mm-hmm. did a presentation one day we had a thing called sausage fest and you know we put a condom in the mouth and put it on the wooden penis to show them like hey you can make be protected and use you know and make it fun mm-hmm. you know the stereotype that oh all men can't fit certain condoms well, mm-hmm. we took all the name brand of condoms. We put lube up our arm, and you see how big my arm is. 
and I rolled it up all the way to my shoulder and did not break. Mm-hmm. And so it's just teaching those little lies that get feeded into society to make sure everybody's protected. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think for me, the biggest thing I wish I could have learned is that when I first started having sex, that not every man was worth my body. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's, you know, like I said, I was young. I think I was, I was 15 when I started having sex. And so I was very impressionable. So it was just the fact that, you know, just because a man whispers something nice in your ear doesn't necessarily mean that he, that's the best for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just wish that someone could have told me, like, this is, this is this is what it is, and this is how men particularly prey on you, especially mm-hmm. like they know like that you're green, quote unquote. But I just wish somebody would have told me that as well. Like he's not every man is worth my body because I'm literally giving a part of me, a piece of me with each mm-hmm. man that yeah. you have, mm-hmm. unless you have sex with. And some of those men are toxic; they bring out bags, mm-hmm. and it's just like no one ever told me that when I first started having sex that. I don't know. For me, it was like I had emotions, right? Mm-hmm. But when I when I started having sex, it was like a whole new set of emotions opened up. Like it unlocked. Yeah. Like, like, like I went to another level, and I nobody explained it to me. So here I am trying to figure this out and thinking that I am in love, and actually I'm just in lust. And so I just feel like this is a conversation that should be had. It needs to be had, especially with our um our young black girls. Like we, that, that conversation needs to be had. Yes, girl. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the most important out of all. Um, for me, I think, and, and my mom is in here, so she's she's watching the show. Um, hey, mom. <laughs> it's hey. not that she didn't teach me; she told me. But of course, being young, you don't believe me. Believe her, right? Um, so, so my thing for me is, I wish I had known and listened to the fact that my worth is not in sex. Mm-hmm. Um, that that just because um, I had a body and plus and I was growing did not mean that that's all I had to offer. Right. And it didn't take until, and it's crazy because it was when I was 18 and actually having sex with a 30-year-old man who told me that. Like, hey, you, you're intelligent. Like, your worth, don't let this be the only thing you have going for you. Like, I see you got some shit going on. Mm-hmm. Don't let that be the only thing you have going on is being on your back. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I wish, it, it took me to 18 and having that conversation with him to be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, it's not that, like I said, it's not that my mama didn't tell me, but you know, just hearing things from a different um, a neutral party right? Um, really didn't have a stake in me. You know, he could have easily just gave me sex and went on by his way and be like, that's another body for me. Mm-hmm. But for him to try to impart that in me to learn, that, that don't have to be the only thing you had to offer a man. Yeah, yeah. that's very important. And my mom said, hey, babies. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> Did you want to add something, Brittany? Shay, can, I'm, I apologize, but do you mind repeating your question? Uh, what is something that you wish you had a new or learned, you know, going into beginning to be sexual active? Okay. Definitely, I'm the, the ladies have really spoken on basically just knowing your self-worth and basically spiritually when you have somebody coming in and going out, they take a piece and they leave some as well. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that I would have believed the men 
for who they were instead of thinking mm-hmm. that they were somebody yeah. else or okay. something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? If it walk like a duck, talk like a duck. God damn it, it's, it's a damn duck. Quack, quack. And I, I think a lot of times, like, we just want to, you just want to see the best in a person. Like, you know, like, they already know who they are. But us being, especially when you have such a caring soul or just a soul that you just, you just want to give out to everyone. You just think you can change any and everybody. But as you stated before, like, a person tell you up front who they are. They show you who they are. But instead, like, we choose we choose not to see the red flag. We choose to ignore yeah. those red flags, and it's like they're there for a reason. So, what do you a think? The confidence thing? Yeah, no, I, I think for me it was because growing up, like like I said, nobody talked to me about you know about sex. Nobody. We we didn't well at least to my knowledge we didn't have the women advocating for plus size women as we do today. So while growing up, it was like you just had to take whatever came your way or you just had to deal because oh, I'm a big girl so this was all I had anyway so I'll just deal or I'll just settle and so that's how it was for me and I don't think I was, I was very insecure growing up and I still have my insecurities today I'm more confident within my body like now it's like you know I'm I'm able to wear a crop top and some jeans and be okay versus in high school I could not do that I didn't want to do that like I just had to cover up because you know being big you can't, you're not supposed to show your skin because you're big. Like, they just, I don't know, it's almost like being big was a scene. Like, for real. Can I, I, I would, my answer to you, and I know y'all can't see me because I actually have been traveling. I do apologize for that. But, um, to answer your question from my standpoint, I think that what I wish I would have known or, you know, been enlightened about as far as sex is concerned um, is that everything that may go, I, I guess I could say wrong mm-hmm. with the sexual experience or just like, um, maybe like if, um, uh, if you're cooped, cause I call it a coop. If, if it's not <laughs> moist in that moment, that mm-hmm. is not my fault. You know, men are quick to blame the woman with everything that goes wrong during a sexual experience. And I've come to learn as an adult through my, you know, sexual um, encounters and through my education that a lot of the times it's the men that are causing these problems mm-hmm. and it's not us. Um, if a lady is not getting quote unquote wet or she dries up during the experience, then it may be something that he's not doing. Right. Because honestly, um, the vagina is going to do what she was made to do. Right. But if in that moment and in that act, if he's not, um, you know, men have it bad about trying to rush on in there. Yeah. But if you (laughs) haven't warmed that thing up, then no, it's going to be lubricated. And then that would, you know, early on, as a young girl, you know, because I, I started, you know, I, I became sexually active at a young age, too. And so, um, at the end of a sexual encounter, I'm feeling swollen and, you know, discomforted, not knowing that that wasn't supposed to be happening. Right. But me being miseducated on my body and how sex works and 
the guys that I'm with, they either didn't know or didn't care. Mm-hmm. I thought that was normal. Well, they aren't as educated as we think. We always think the man knows everything, you know, because most times boys become sexually active way earlier than girls. Well, I guess right. And a lot of men become sexually active, but again, y'all mentioned porn. A lot of guys get their quote-unquote education from porn, mm-hmm. or they may be misguided by an uncle or a father or somebody who really isn't educated either. And Men encounter women who will not tell them what she did not yeah. like. Yeah. We, and you know, we'll just have a bad experience with a guy. I know y'all mentioned about like, you know, your, I call them fun boys. The ones you may have a little fun with and they go on about their way. We're mm-hmm. not too quick to, you know, try to teach them about the sexual experience. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, then we have the ones you're in a committed relationship with. And a lot of times women still won't tell him, I didn't like this, or I did like this, or do this more often, or, you know, this wasn't working. This was uncomfortable for me. This caused pain, you know, or this is really pleasurable. We don't have those conversations like we should. And so they just go from one woman to the next, thinking that what they did, oh, well, she must have liked it because she didn't say anything. Yeah. They, when they meet a woman who is in tune with her body, in tune with her sexuality. She knows what she likes, she knows what she doesn't like, and she's educated on the whole realm of sex, um, the physical aspect of it, as well as the emotional, all of it, you know, because sex is more than just physical. In and out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're truly, you know, with somebody that you want to be with, like, it's, it's a whole, you know, it's like a universal thing. Mm-hmm. And so if that he meets that woman and she objects to anything that he does a lot of times men will you know they shut down they get mad they got mm-hmm. questions and then they're like they come off real defensive mm-hmm. why well, done been with you know oh and there some of some of them you know because when men feelings get hurt they get a little it's oh, a prize for yeah. And So they'll say stuff like, well, I've been with women older than you and they ain't say nothing. It's a prize. Maybe even she didn't yeah. want to hurt you. Or right. she, she, just she might not her know herself. herself. Yeah, because exactly. she older don't mean she know everything. Exactly. Yeah. She just didn't know herself or either she didn't want to hurt your feelings. And with me, um, doing those parties and just running to different types of women from all different backgrounds, all age groups, um, a lot of women, you know, they were miseducated on even the simplest thing is, is like what they like or what they may like. And one of the biggest misconceptions I would run into a lot of times was women saying, oh, my man not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me cut this light on so y'all can see me. <laughs> That's one of the biggest misconceptions saying what your man may or may not like. Because you put it in front of them, you never know. Ever know. I never, ever, you know, say. But do you think that's a um a black man thing? It is. No. It's it's not. It's you know. I think it's an all male thing. Yeah, it's an all male thing. Um, it's like we said before, sex is taboo, and um, men don't like women coming to the table already. You know more educated yeah. Yeah, than they are and men don't like for you to it, it hurts their ego so that's why I said you never have that conversation in the act mm-hmm. 
And when you do sit down and actually talk about sex, I think one of the cutest ways to do it is like if you're watching a, a, a movie or something mm-hmm. and a sex scene comes on, then you kind of make that about you two. You know, yes. you start the conversation that way, talking about likes and dislikes or you want to try that or have you tried that in the past and you can't be scared to talk about past encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if that's a touchy subject for some couples, then just leave that alone. But you got to be able to have a conversation yeah. about about you know sex because it's for both parties to enjoy it but can I, never can underestimate yeah i want to piggyback off of you talking about that conversation but you know we also have to have the conversation inside ourselves as well like yes. we can't go to the table and we prep talk to ourselves yet like you Mr. know well i don't know i might like it i think we can try it. no you gotta know okay you know this is what i want to try this is what i think makes me feel good and have the boundary is just like if it doesn't feel good we don't do it anymore but at least I know I tried you know right. we, a lot of us are not self-assured or knowledgeable about what we want mm-hmm. and a lot of it it could be trauma blocking because yeah. I know you mentioned something about older women being with these young boys and sometimes that's happened for trauma and a lot of times they've made trauma feel like it's okay when it's not and they haven't okay. accepted that what happened to them younger was not okay. And Mm -hmm. so they place that trauma on the women that they do have sex with. And some of us that are plus size, we've been through trauma and we're just supposed to accept it because, you know, that bad thing or bad things happened to us that we could not physically stop. Right. Take a handle on. So that trauma becomes part of us and that messes with our minds thinking that, oh, we just have to accept it. And we don't. Mm-hmm. No. And we have to good point. know what we want. Mm-hmm. I think where Victoria said that there are women who were who she encountered that said, my man won't like that. And we said, is that a black man thing? It has been my experience that black men are some of the least tolerant um, sexually. Mm-hmm. Just even, even from, you can see it even from social media conversations to where you're saying that grown men that go to breakfast in the morning are gay. So you know that they don't like, you know, getting their tank lick. Like, it's so much stuff. Everything to them is, I don't like that because that's gay. You know, so I right. feel like I feel like when women come with something that involves more than just you and me, Mary, you hitting it from the back, it's like, oh no, where's that coming from? That's right. too much. You right. know, and so that's why I said earlier when I was saying, I think to Danny, like, you have to make sure you have somebody who is yeah. able and willing to have those conversations. And yeah. it doesn't become an ego trip of why do you know that? Um, yeah. Why is that, you know, it, it, if you, you don't have somebody who have those, huh? If they make you feel guilty for wanting to experience yeah. it because yeah. they are ignorant towards those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And I mean, and I gotta say all men because um in like the corporate world that I work in and you know, we have male white males and, and see them get egotistical about things like that and just some of my white friends who have their white husbands and oh, you know, Joey would never, Josh would never, mm-hmm. um only thing I can only wear red, I can only wear black. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I see it from both sides, but then 
I realize a lot of social media is just fake. Yeah. It's fake. And a lot of people, they put up these facades and they know they like it. They just, mm-hmm. I think they're ready and willing for a woman to come in there and just show them how it's done correctly. But they're not going to bring it up. They're not going to bring they it up. They want the woman gonna... to introduce it so it's not their idea. You know, exactly. so it's going to make it seem like they look gay or, you know what I'm saying, whatever it may be. But I just think that back to it being taboo, like in, in black culture, we're not taught to do all that. Like those things are like freaky, you know, most of the time. Yeah. So certain things that you want to pick up start doing with your partner it's like it's taboo on both sides so i think yeah. your partner have to agree to at least try to try it because those things look shunned upon you know like i've heard more in like the last few years about um bds and, and all that than ever in my mm-hmm. life and i'm still not really uh familiar with a lot of it but i just didn't realize that so many people get to it so i just think that's some things that we don't bring up and we don't acknowledge you know we just think about just regular sex, you know what I'm saying? And so Right. I think it's why guys feel weird about it because they're not exposed to all those things. What I said about what I've encountered with men recently has been that um I'm just be real wrong. They can fuck a lot, but they don't mean they know themselves. They don't know anything. Just because you have a lot of sex right. doesn't mean that you know how to have sex. Right. You know, so for women, we might not have a lot of sex as many as much as they can, but if we have consistent partners or a long term partner, mm-hmm. um, you might feel more comfortable exploring more things with that long term partner. Yeah. So yeah. we come into a lot of situations knowing a lot more and it looks as if we've been a whole, but it's not that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just that I've I've explored with somebody I was comfortable in that space with. Yeah. Why don't you just research something you're curious about? You know? Yeah. Google's free. Right. <laughs> but but if you don't have anybody to you don't know what you don't know. You don't have yeah, anybody that's to, it. That's you don't have anybody to expose you to it. And then you have somebody to expose you to it too early and you're not mentally prepared to accept yeah. it. Then you flash out on them and then you got years later, you're like, Oh, that's what that person was into. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Brittany, you want to Girl, this was a good conversation. I'm really <laughs> that taking I out. will piggyback off of um, Andrea and back to like the whole taboo thing. One of the reasons why I did not know so much um, when I was growing is because I grew up in a very strict Christian household, a mm-hmm. uh, very Baptist household, um, yes. and community period. So, you know, there was no sex. There was no work control. I was tab- I'm, I'm happy I have a mother that is kind of hip to all that when I was a little bit younger. But it was, you know, you, you ain't about to have sex until until you get married. Mm-hmm. There's no testing out anything, and you're not about to get pregnant. And if you get pregnant, it's a possibility that you might have to move out, or you might have to do this, you might have to do that, and for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that that brought in a lot of inexperience. Um, that you know it was it was just a lot but what i do notice now is that when i get with uh older ladies sometimes um y'all i'm real country i just want y'all to understand <laughs> so I'm shade tree trail rides um sitting drinking um talking to these older ladies oh they open up now mm-hmm. yeah, now that you're an adult though how to grab it Girl, yes. 
so I'm soaking up all the information because I'm like, y'all didn't tell me this, uh, you know, 10 years ago, but because I was Christian and things like that, they couldn't say anything to me. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I met another lady recently um, in one of my trainings that I took. Her, I, I want to say she said her husband was, I'm going to just say he's in his 70s. Ooh. And he's, he's, I think, about 20 years older than her. I think she said. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But, um, you know, she talked a little bit about their encounters and um, how he gives her a massage on a regular. And I was like, you know, I just had to um, thank her for opening up about it because, like I mentioned, you know, sex talk has always been taboo. And mm-hmm. so just to have an, you know, elderly lady speak for, I'll say, a season. <laughs> black lady at that speak on that topic it was just like wow because you know we don't we don't we don't do that we don't get that uh-uh. scene i heard right yes we have uh, somebody come in saying that when talking about bdsm it's a lot involved some may think the man pulling the woman hair doing doggy or hand wrapped around her neck is kinky but bdsm is very different well yeah i can agree with Perfect. that from what I've studied about BDSM is it's different levels and so many different kinks. So that might be their kink. Their kink might be hair pulling. Mm. Their kink might be getting asphyxiated. And especially if you do it to correct. But, you mm-hmm. know, their their kink may be a riding crop. Their kink may be a gag box. Whatever. You just have to find your kink. And then once you find your kink, do your research. You know, um, BDSM doesn't have to be taboo. It's, it's going to be what you like. Yeah. But you definitely do your research on it. So, I, I mean, I don't know about that. You know, like I said, I've heard more about it in the latter, the last few years than ever. But, I mean, I think all of it, we just really got to do our research. You got to know yourself inside and out before you even think about the, what the partner going to bring to it. But also, like we said already, that the partner has to be definitely open and willing to try different things and educate themselves because they don't know everything. Yeah. So yes. any man know how to put it in the pump. Like that's just what he made to do. But it's so much more to it than that. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, and I, I've kind of posted that in the group, I think a while back, but when it comes to BDSM, first thing is consent is key. Like whatever you do, consent is key. Mm-hmm. Sexually, consent is key. Mm-hmm. And if one doesn't agree, then you can't do it. It's no persuading. It's no making people feel guilty. Consent is key. And two, know your boundaries. If mm. you know you're not going to do anything with a butt plug, then butt play is out. That's, that, that's just how it is. I'm, I'm real. Sorry. That's right. just how it is. You're all right. You're all right. You know, that, that's exactly what it is. You know, but if you're interested in it, take it slow. You know, right. you didn't jump. You didn't jump into your sexual relationship, and you just like, "Hey, I'm making here go." You right. talk to that person. You ask for their name or their fake name or whatever. Um, you ask for a name. You ask for a meetup place, and you got comfortable. Mm-hmm. Same thing with BDSM. You have to do your research. You have to know your boundaries, know yourself, and know what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Absolutely. Okay, so if I have, I'm going to ask y'all a question. What's more important um, with sex? Is it, um, and I want y'all to rank it like of importance, size, satisfaction, or in stamina. So how would you rank size, satisfaction, and stamina of a, um, a sex session of importance? 
size, satisfaction, stamina. Satisfaction, stamina, size. Okay. Yeah, I can Wait, agree. Say it again. She said, what did you say, Danny? Satisfaction. I agree what she said. Stamina and size, yeah. Okay, so you think you want to be satisfied and then you want to see how long it's going to go and then size. Right. Yeah, because I mean, sex is more than just pumping. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually agree with that. The satisfaction, which is like the end game, like that's the must. That yeah. is what has to be done. Mm-hmm. And then the stamina. And then the size, because honey, you know, it's other ways to please. I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just saying. Because ten times out of eight, ten times out of eight, if you don't have the stamina to get to the satisfaction, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Okay, April Andrew, did you all want to weigh in on that? Oh, I agree with um with Danny. Yeah, with Danny. I think I and like you said earlier, like you know, size is oh, Danny. like I said earlier, size is that important because it's not about what you have, it's what you can do with it. But at the end of the day, like as long as I'm satisfied at the end of my experience, I'm okay. Okay. Um, for me, I already told y'all size does matter. <laughs> but I do I do agree with um whoever that was that you know, they're the maximum. Because I've been with somebody who was super big and it was super uncomfortable. Mm. I'm not doing that. When you become uncomfortable, we can't do it. So size matters. <laughs> uh, but if your if your size and your stamina is on point, we shouldn't need a long session. Mm. So what do you think? It, what do you think is too long of a session? Or what do y'all think? I think too long of a session is anything to an hour. Because at an hour, if you ain't doing what you need to do, and I ain't doing what I need to do, somebody's wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, but you, you know, like um, when you first start out, it's like, oh, he gotta go. This is another one of these misconceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, the sex has to go long. You don't want no minute man. Well, how long does do you need? I it definitely for me, I'm good at a good twenty to thirty. Yeah. I don't need much. When I was married, hey, you knock this out because I got this shit to do. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's roll. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, even with, you know, the three or four one-night stands that I had, it was, mm-mm. After 20 minutes, I'm, I'm check out. I, I'm I'm very sensitive. Hmm. And I'm easily, I can be easily orgasmed. So, after 20, 30, I'm, I'm done. If not, and if McDonald's. You should know your body enough to know how I can get mine in a lot of time period. Yep. I will say that with me, I am uh, mental stimulation is my is my thing. So I could be on a date, sexual tension for hours. You know, early in the evening time, and then when it actually comes down to the actual sexual intercourse, it could be a minute because I've already been aroused for this long of a time been having go been having to take several showers during this time period if, if that mm-hmm. makes sense to you yeah oh, so i'm good with a minute man <laughs> yeah i definitely agree with the mental stimulation but i don't know about no one minute man i don't know i mean i guess your best quickly would have to be around five or six minutes but i don't see yeah i don't think I, yeah 
it, it doesn't make any sense going more than an hour or two hours unless you're going to do like Miss Brittany said and with the mental stimulation, you know, Are we doing more texting, sex, and all, all that around. kind of stuff. To get there. What's happening yeah. in this hour? We adding people, multiple rounds. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's right. like you changing the sheets on the bed and then doing it again? Like I, I, I don't get it. You know, taking a break. You know, go get some water and then come back. But just going and going for an hour. Well, I'd say more than an hour because you know, I can say up to an hour is probably kind of standard. Thirty minutes to an hour. You know, but like exceeding an hour, I think that's excessive. Like I don't even know what's the point of going that long. So I've actually oh, read this and I've heard of this before as well that for a woman to actually orgasm, it could take 30 minutes up to 45 minutes for her to reach that that orgasm. So what do y'all think about that? Because 20 minutes is, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, It's all about knowing your body. Okay. I think that's just it. It's just about knowing your body. So what about the, and I, this is the same thing that, so, so I've seen, I think maybe even in the group we talked about like the difference between like an orgasm and a nut. Like, yeah. so maybe like having the big O maybe takes 45 minutes, but I know for a fact during the time, like I'm like you, like when I'm mentally aroused, I can have little smaller sessions like where I come smaller times, you know, and then if I want to go for a big O, I can, mm-hmm. but a lot, of, I'm satisfied with a smaller, you know, the smaller ones during the time period I'm having sex. Same. Yeah, I can, I can get with that. Okay, ladies. Well, is there anything else y'all want to add for our little first annual, not annual, but first session that we on here trying to enlighten the people on some things they may not have known? Um, I would just say as a plus size woman, um, it's important, as even as you are um, older, to know that you your body is not everything um be yourself and that the rest will follow for real like i know that's cliche but be yourself you know um like i said your worth is not in sex um you are not something to be fetishized about right Uh, if a man likes you he likes you make sure he likes you um and not uh to say i took down a big girl and you don't have to settle for anything when i tell you I get called so many fat bitches because my standards is high and I'll go right okay. and go for the person I want to fuck when I get ready. Right. So, <laughs> so so, just know that um, you can have your standards. Like, you don't have to accept whatever just because you're a plus size woman. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like? Yeah. And, and love yourself. Like, it is okay to start at any age to do research and reach out to those of us and mm-hmm. anybody who is willing to teach and learn, I would rather you call me or text me, DM me, whatever, about any kind of questions. If I don't know, we research it together. Mm-hmm. I'd rather help my, my fellow plus size per, uh, sister than to just let you struggle. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, we, we have to start being there for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so love yourself. Know it's okay to not like something. Know it's okay that, yeah, you don't have to be fetished. You don't, you deserve the best penis you can ever get. And you got to, you have to find it. And it's okay to go find it. It is okay to go have wild nights if you want to. Just be safe. Just be safe. You know, be safe. Remember consistency. (laughs) Um, And and 
just like everybody said, if the skinny girls can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should measure yourself up against anybody. Just know that you're anybody. a bad, you is the baddest one in the room. Even if you had to keep telling yourself that and you don't fully believe it starting out, you just let yourself know that you can do this. You can have any man in that room and any man in the room probably won't you. So just don't measure yourself up against any of your yeah. counterparts. Just go in confidently because however you um, enter the space, that's how they're going to receive you. So yeah. if you come in confident, they're going to say, oh, she's talking about herself. You can't play no games with her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And remember, they deserve you, not the other way around. Absolutely. Yeah. Does somebody else want to add something? I just want to say thanks to Alphanette. I don't know if she's on here um, for getting all these women together. um, And, you know, in this group, Mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't know, the group is a curvaceous conversation and it's what, over 5,000 strong? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all across the country. So these are all women I've never met before (laughs) outside of that group. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I lived in Mississippi my whole life till I moved to Cali. So to even, you know, meet y'all now is like, you know, mind blowing. So I'm appreciative of Alphanet for that as well. Yes, absolutely. I want to ask y'all one question before we go out. So what do you all think about... um, Lingerie, and what is your favorite go-to lingerie? This is our last question of the night. Oh, girl. <laughs> girl, let me tell you. Everybody that knows me knows I love matching underwear, period. Mm-hmm. That, that's my thing, period. I'm in Lane Bryant's in my annual sale every time. Yes. So, so start with matching underwear is always me. But when it comes to lingerie, um, anything that's red, lace, uh, black is really good. Um, also, it's important that you know your skin tone and know what colors look good on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I see some women like Danny, that, like, burgundy color looks really good on you. I was thinking that would be thing. a nice, you know what I'm saying? That would be a <laughs> nice color for you to get your lingerie. So, um, my favorite thing is, like, a good plunge. Um, mm-hmm. I've had bras that have, like, cute little straps that come across, and I can, like, pop the strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had bras that pop open in the front like this. I don't like no bra to, maybe that for lingerie purposes, but not everyday purposes. I don't like a bra well, that wasn't in the front. Oh, no. Not I everyday. love them. Not everyday. Not okay, everyday. for lingerie. Okay, okay, I'm with you on that. You want to have no business and you pop, pop everything out there. Let's okay, go. Okay, I'm with you on that. I was going to say, uh-uh, sis, you got to stop that. <laughs> no, it's not everyday. Okay. Like, oh, you came ready. Oh, okay. Okay, okay I'm with you on that. I personally love a good, nice, sturdy body stocking. Now I like the lace or the fishnet, mm-hmm. but just anything to just get my curves just a little, a little, mm, just a little something, but you can still see what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love a good old fishnet. I believe that every woman needs a fishnet in her drawer. Like, you would not just believe the effect it has on the man. Like, every woman needs a fishnet bodysuit in her draw at all times. Pull it out. So what's y'all feel, like, feel about, like, costumes? Like, like I had, like, a bunny rabbit outfit one time. Well, I don't know. That. I mean, it just depends. Because, you know, some of this stuff, you don't have it on that long now. It didn't get too hot. So exactly. It just, but it's just, a, it's just the allure, like, oh, you dressed up? Yeah, I haven't went that far with that, so I don't know. Maybe somebody else can come. Oh, baby, got a little main suit, you know the little. It's like a little, um, the little baby doll like style. Uh huh. 
uh-huh. but they like the maid, you know, got a little apron on or something like that. And I'm with that. But um, all them other things. Well, I have a question about the costumes because if you're putting on a costume, do you have to do the role play with it? Like, no. I want okay. mine for Valentine's Day one year for my ex. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. That's it. It was just like you said, fishnet is like an allure. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. The bunny rabbit outfit had just like a little cotton tail on the back, and Aww. it was pink. Like, it was funny. Okay. And I wore heels and I danced to dance for you by Beyonce. Okay. It's just, just a way for you to keep the bedroom spicy. Yeah. That's it. So it, you don't have to do a full role play, but it's just to be like, all right, you like this? Okay, Lana, take it off. Okay, so who did I mention role play? Because there's something that I just can't do. Like I'm such a goofball. I could be in the middle of trying it and fall. Like I just I don't know how to be yeah, okay. sexy. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I guess that's it. Because a lot of men do not care. Like that's one thing that irritates me about my husband sometimes. Cause he like, just do it. And I'm like, no, what if I fall and bust my head? Like, I'm still gonna wanna hit. It doesn't right. matter. I'm not gonna want to because I've embarrassed myself. You know, oh, um, I think this is really just a mind thing, just just to let you know that he takes time out, he's still gonna want you. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just be careful, but he's still gonna want you. But don't do it for everybody. Don't do it for yeah, you. I know that. Yeah. For me and they know your personality, like outside of it. So if you fall or whatever, y'all gonna just laugh it off. You gonna get up and right. just see. Like your person knows all your little kicks and all that. Yeah, so you're like, okay, yeah. girl, get up now. You know you should know what all heels, but come on and finish your dance. Uh-huh. So yeah. I love him. He's talking yeah. about me. He be like, now he come here be healed. Now don't be trying to fall and all that, you know. So you just gotta do it, but they gonna be receptive of it anyway. And the more you do mm-hmm. it, the more comfortable you become with. Yeah, and that's how I was too. With um, I, I missed our conversation with lingerie, but at first, like I would not wear lingerie at all. I was just so used to just wearing a shirt, and that was all. But now I've grown into it. Like I love it. I literally take pictures in it. Don't go nowhere. Don't send it to nobody. But I take pictures anyway, just because mm-hmm. it makes you feel makes so feel good. Just step mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. I'm yep. old school, so I like the whole t-shirt and panties thing sometimes, like long big old t-shirts and the thong underwear sometimes. Um, but I'm I'm the new mentor for the itty bitty titty committee. So I like <laughs> <laughs> I like Tommy Control. Um, one pieces, laces one piece, and you know, crotches, but then other than that, that's it. You know, I'm I'm not big on going extravagant because I like to kind of have my tummy, but I'm just now, old. don't get it twisted now. They feel like you're bucket naked now. Don't get that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. But, but, <laughs> That'll never go wrong. But if you know never your if you know your partner, you'll know if he's the type of person that would be turned on by that. Yeah. Um, and if he is the person, like, then if your husband is okay with t-shirt and panties, you know, or if yeah. you got a man who, I like you with your bra and panties on so I can see it nice and, and then rip it off. Like, you got to know yeah. who you're dealing with, you know? Right, Absolutely. And all of it, like I said, it's a mind thing too because you know we'll spend hours on websites looking and looking and, and looking. That's my skin tone. He just wants to see it. It's like a candy bar, nice shiny plastic. Okay, take it off. Let's go. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't like the, the effort because I just keep it on the whole time. You know, yeah. you rip it, have you need to rip it, and you still get the business done, and it's still that sex appeal throughout the yeah. set. Right. So. That's what I like, like about that other stuff. You know, it be cutting into your arm. Um, you know, all that stuff. It ain't made for all that long term. Hmm. 
Well, all right, you guys. I thank you all so much for coming on. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope we um, gave some good information um, to the viewers. If you all want to reach out to some of the ladies that's on the show, you have any additional questions, you all can probably just come in on here. We can get in I can get in contact with them and let them know. Or um, we can find a way to get you in contact with the ladies if you have any questions. Speak with them. Um, is there anything that you all going on that you all may want to promote or um, just let the people know so that they could get in contact with you and follow your things that you have going on? Um, I am a producer for a comedic storytelling podcast called Did You Miss Me? Um, it is with comedian Billy Sorrells from Walla Now, Delay. You've seen him probably on Death Comedy Jam, The Abilities Who's Got Jokes, and Kevin Damsel Simpson. Um, been all across the country. Um, they're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Um, and then I um, run the brand for Delays Entertainment. So um, you can check us out, DYMM Podcast on Instagram. Okay. I'm definitely checking that out. Anybody else got anything? Um, well, um, I do pageants. <laughs> And so right now, I am Mrs. Black Mississippi International Ambassador. I know it's a big, a lot. Um, Y'all can follow me on Facebook. Um, We are in the empowerment of Black women internationally. So um, we do have, like, Platinum Sisters in China, Australia, New Zealand, um, Africa. We're all coming together, especially a lot that has happened in America these past 72 hours um mm-hmm. we're coming together strong for our black men and women and so if y'all want to y'all can find me on facebook and follow and see some of the other things that we got kind of going on okay and what's the name of it again um mrs black mississippi international ambassador okay that's what you should search to look it up to find you yeah i'll, I'll post it in the comments okay yeah because i'm putting it in the description okay. box but that's a lot to <laughs> yeah it's remember. a lot <laughs> My sash is long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that, that is so awesome. I mean, <clears throat> that's awesome. So do y'all have pageants um, in in Mississippi or just all over? Well, you have to, um, you, you do interview for it and you get chosen and then you go to the international level. And so I'm competing with women from like Maryland, Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, China, all different things like that. And it's more of, um, we're change agents. So our, our first goal is to see how we can change the world and make black women empowerment a thing, a positive thing. We're taking the negative stigma out of black women and we're introducing the positive to the world. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. Never knew who was all on the panelists. I was just getting <laughs> some women to come on here and talk. Okay. Does anybody else have anything they want to share? No, just pretty faces. <laughs> yeah, we're all just beautiful. Yes. Okay. Well, um, thank you all again for tuning in. This has been your episode of What's Coming Out of Your Mouth, Hervey Confessions. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.